Welcome to Soul Wisdom Transitions, the podcast that explores the spiritual and emotional transitions that shape our lives. I'm your host, Terry, and in each episode, we'll be diving deep into the stories, insights, and messages we have all received over the course of our lives. I call these messages our PTS, post-traumatic stories. During each episode, we will explore how to identify our stories, when and how they started, and most importantly, how to change our reaction to our triggers into a response that will enable us to experience the outcome we desire. From navigating grief and loss to exploring new paths of self-discovery and growth, Soul Wisdom Transitions is your guide to overcoming life's challenges and triggers with grace, resilience, and authenticity. So sit back, relax, and join us on this journey of discovery and transformation. Unlock the doors to self-discovery and tap into the abundance of soulful wisdom. Welcome to Soul Wisdom Transitions, where personal growth meets spiritual awakening on an extraordinary journey. Are you ready to deep dive into the realms of consciousness? Let's embark on this transformation expedition together. Today we're going to talk about recognizing and identifying the limiting beliefs that we all have. And these usually started with messages that we received as children, teenagers, young adults, all these messages from external places that we absorbed into our energy and our consciousness, not always aware of these messages, but they're still there. And what we need to do, as many of us know, the human psyche is hardwired to hold on to negative messages and anything that we think or perceive might cause us harm. Way back in the day, you needed to know if that snap of a branch meant that there was a saber-toothed tiger coming to get you. So any kind of negative our external sound or uh, or message that we got could literally impact our survival. Nowadays, unfortunately, we still hang on to those negative messages and we get them over and over again over the course of our lifetime so that when we are, you know, young adults, middle age, or if you're like me, just um, embracing your Medicare years, which was a whole journey in itself, the negative messages are still there. And it's my intention to help you realize what your negative messages are earlier in your life than I did in mine so that you can get rid of them and really embrace and live your best life going forward. It took me quite a few years to realize what my negative messages are. And it could be anything from a career person, you're kind of stuck in a in a certain level of mid-management, uh, and you got a side hustle going, 
which really feeds your soul, but you have to decide which, you know, where, where are you going to spend most of your time and most of your energy? You really want the side hustle to succeed. And one of the ways to do that is to speak about it and get in front of groups and know, get your message out there so that you can get clients or you can get customers or, you know, whatever, whatever that side hustle has to be. But because of the limiting beliefs that you have, you say to yourself, oh, there's no way I can talk in front of a crowd. There's no way I can get up in front of an audience. I mean, even as, as something as a, you know, a 20 person networking meeting, you kind of choke on your 30 seconds. First, you have to give yourself credit that you actually went to the meeting, like I did. And just realize that all of the the women in this networking meeting are there for the same reason you are. And what shifted for me when I was doing the whole networking thing was I came to the realization that I wasn't I wasn't there to sign up a client. I was there to start up a relationship. And that shifted everything for me. The messages that I received over the course of my lifetime, if if you're familiar with my book, Finding True Purpose, you know this already. The messages I received was that, you know, I was never good enough and I always, I would have to buy my way into community, just myself was not good enough, which is another reason why I was a functioning alcoholic. I couldn't go to an event unless I had a couple of shots of vodka before I even left the house because I wasn't good enough as I was. So I had to change my personality and I used alcohol to do that. I'm now 29 years sober and uh, still trying to unravel those stories. But once you start unraveling the stories, that's when you can really start to reconnect with your soul wisdom. So think about a story that you tell yourself over something, you know, going back to the the networking thing, you know, oh my gosh, I can never, I have this opportunity to speak at the meeting, but there's no way I can talk in front of a group. Well. Why not? What makes you unable to do that? What's the story that you're telling yourself that you can't do that? I'm not good enough. You know, no one's, no one wants to hear what I have to say. You know, I heard that same story, you know, when I was writing my book, who is going to read this? Well, I am now an award-winning author, so I'm damn glad that I wrote it. And you can too. Just look at the stories and realize that they're not serving you. They're not protecting you. There is no saber-toothed tiger that's going to take a chomp out of you. you know, what is it that you can, get, you can get by? And when you realize what the story is, one of the things that I, I do with my clients is, uh, and I'll ask you this now, when is the first time you heard that story? How old were you? What was going on? What was the perception? Now, you might remember something from your childhood. 
And I bet that if you ask any of your siblings who were in the same situation as you, they're going to have a whole different message than what you received. And that's how we work. You know, we, we listen, we hear, we take it in, and we hang on to it because we think it's going to keep us safe. In keeping us safe, is it also keeping us small? Is it keeping you from living your best life? That's not what you want. Are you acting a certain way because that's what's expected? You know, even in the corporate world, that's what's expected. How about, you know, thinking, coloring outside the lines? Do something different. You know, don't, you know, especially one of the things I used to hate is like, well, we've always done it that way. Well, always doing it that way is no longer working. So do something different. You know, telling yourself that story over and over again, even if you, you aren't aware of what it is, you still have that story. And telling yourself over and over again is keeping you from doing something different and being someone, being who you are really meant to be. So as you're going through things, you know, try replacing the negative thoughts with empowering ones. You know, oh, I can't get up in front of the meeting. I can't, you know, I can't, I can't. Why not? How about, I can. At the moment, I choose not to. That's okay. But you've shifted. Instead of an automatic, I can't, you've just shifted it into an, I can. Not today. That's okay. You've taken the first step. And that's what you need to do. You need to take baby steps. So what is the story? I can't speak in front of a group. What's the shift in the story? I can speak in front of the group. Not today. So how about getting on the calendar for next month and then practicing? Now, I know a lot of people who, you know, write their script and do their presentation and talk to themselves in a mirror and this is, you know, this is what, you know, speaking coaches will tell you to do and practice, practice, practice. That doesn't work for me. When I'm talking to you right now, I have a few bullet points and I wing it. That's the best way that I communicate. Can I practice? Sure. Do I have a presentation? Yes, because I had to. That's what was expected of me in this particular class that I took. Did I do it? Yes but I am much more comfortable with winging it. In fact, I was, I was at a, um, one of my equine gestalt coaching classes and the facilitator just before the class started came up and said, you know, Hey, you know, I need you to do, you know, do, a, uh, you know, get up in front and, and do X. And I was like, Oh, all right. You know, how much long do I have? She goes, well, you know, how about after lunch? And I said, great. And somebody came up to me and she said, how are you going to do this? Did You didn't prepare. You didn't. And I said, I know. I wing it. So she asked the facilitator and she said, well, why didn't you give her any time? And she said, because I know Terry and I knew I didn't have to. Now, if I had asked Ginny, then she would have needed time to prepare. But that's not how Terry operates, which is 
you know, good for her for, <laughs> for knowing how I operate. You know, and like I said, I have bullet points. I have bullet points. I can, you know, I go off script all the time. Sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. And when it doesn't, I can always say, hey, I have a traumatic brain injury. And every once in a while, there's a glitch in the matrix. What's your excuse? (laughs) So luckily, at the moment, there's no glitch. Of course, I shouldn't have said that because there will be. So getting back to, you know, you replace the negative thoughts with the empowering ones. I can't speak in front of the group. I can speak in front of the group. I choose not to right now. I'm going to put it down on the calendar for next month and strive to make that. And if you need to write everything out and practice and stand in front of the mirror and know it memorized word for word, then do that. That's great. That's fine. That's what works for you. So just give it some thought and how can you shift that? And also what you can do is is what I like to do in, in networking groups is surround myself with people who are doing a little bit or a lot of bit better than I am because that encourages me to strive and push myself and do better and say to myself, well, gosh, if they can, so can I. Now, as I said, the, the story that I told you is, you know, I wasn't good enough and nobody nobody would like me just for me. In fact, early in my career, I had just gotten promoted to be executive assistant to the CEO of a company. And he, you know, just in passing, we were going over something for the day's schedule. And he said, oh, and by the way, he said, everyone in the office is going to want to be your friend. But only because you work for me. And because of the messages I received growing up, that was like, duh, of course. You know, nobody's going to want to be my friend just because of me. It's because of who I worked for. And it didn't dawn on me to think of it any differently. So when I finally got rid of all of those messages, if something happens now, like, for instance, you know, I, I send out an email or a text message and I reach out to one of my networking friends and I don't get a response. I don't take that personally. I shift the perspective and say, well, that's really too bad because I'm really fabulous and they are missing out. You know, life gets in the way. I know it's not, you know, they didn't do it to, to, to smite me or to, you know, they just, you know, they've got kids, they've got, parents to take care of, they've got other things going on, really had nothing to do with me, the fact that they didn't respond. So I don't take it personally. It's like, all right, whatever. I'm fine with that. So if you surround yourself with people who are doing just a little bit better than you are, that's something to strive for. And the next meeting you go to and, you know, whoever is the speaker After the meeting, go up and say, you know, gosh, I really enjoyed your talk. How did you prepare? Learn. You know, find out what that is. If it's really something that you want to do and make your side hustle, as I said earlier, make your side hustle your primary, then you've got to keep pushing yourself to be in that world and to do what you can. Surround yourself with people who are doing better 
And I'm not talking about all of the, you know, wonderful and not so wonderful coaches out there selling the, oh my God, you can make six figures in six months. Let's be realistic. It takes a lot longer than that. And, you know, I can't tell you how many classes and how many certifications and and workshops I've taken specifically on that. And what I realized was that it was it was the story I was telling myself that I didn't want to work that hard. You know, I'm 65. I don't need to work that hard. So what I'm doing now is reaching out, establishing relationships, and how can I help you? If you become a client, great. If not, great. How else can I help you? How can I support you? Which is why I started this podcast in the first place. was like, so I could reach more people and help you they help support you on your own journeys and figure out what's going on. So, you know, replace the negative thoughts, surround yourself with positive people and people who are doing just, you know, a little bit better than you or a lot better than you. Depends on, you know, how quickly you want to or how how comfortable you are with with pushing yourself. And then also you set realistic goals and take action. So setting realistic goals, one goal could be just becoming more aware of the next time you are triggered or you have a reaction to something. You don't have to get to the root cause of the reaction. Just say, okay, wow, that was interesting. What happened? I could feel myself getting, you know, getting anxious and I started feeling like I was overheating and I started sweating and then I started getting angry. So there's your triggers, your reactions. This is what's going on. What happened? Well, somebody said this to me and I had this initial reaction. Okay, now you know what the reaction is. You know you know what, what the trigger feels like. So the next time it happens, once you feel the anxiety coming up, you can feel yourself getting a little a little hot and uh, you know a little sweaty you can take a step back take a deep breath and say okay i'm reacting what's going on what's the story i'm telling myself about that and once once you get that and you can stop the reaction before it's a full bone panic attack or whatever else that's when you can start looking at what is the story i'm telling myself about that and how can I change that? How can I take steps to change? So, you know, cut yourself some slack. You don't want to get up in front of the meeting. That's fine. But don't say can't. Just say choose not to at the moment. And that's a total shift. And it could, you know, it could take a week, could take a month. Who knows? But, you know, I could do that. I just choose not to right now. So what about next month? Put yourself down for next month. and. With networking groups, they're booked up pretty quickly. So, you know, it might be three months. That's okay. It gives you something to strive for. So give yourself credit for changing that and shifting that and, you know, making the difference. And after you start becoming aware of what the stories are, we're not unraveling them yet, but aware of what the stories are, you can seek professional help if you need to. You know, if your limiting beliefs are persisting or are deeply ingrained, which a lot of my clients are, consider seeking guidance from a therapist or a coach who specializes in mindset and belief work. 
They can provide tools and strategies tailored to your specific needs. And by listening to my show, you are in luck because my superpower is the ability to unravel your stories and walk with you into the dark, dank, scary crypt of your basement memories to open up the dusty cobweb boxes of your life journey and begin to uncover the root cause of those obstacles and challenges that are currently keeping you stuck in mediocrity. You can reach out to me and start working on untying the giant ball of knots so you can move forward lighter and with confidence and that you're on your path of true purpose. And doesn't that sound fabulous, your path of true purpose? So email me at soulwisdomtransitions at gmail.com and we can get started. And before we end today's episode, what I'd like to do is have a share with you today's fan of the week. Today's fan of the week is Moxie Grace. And Moxie Grace writes, yes, yes, yes. Drop the emotion, memory, and attachment we have to our stories in order to live a life of much more personal satisfaction, delight, and joy. This podcast is a gift and certainly one worth giving your time and hearing to. Thank you, Terry. So you're very, very welcome, Moxie Grace. I appreciate the review that you left for me on Apple Podcasts. And uh, if you're listening to this, you can also rate and review me. And remember, as you navigate through the twists and turns of life transitions, trust in the wisdom of your soul. Embrace the lessons honor the growth, and always remain open to the guidance that comes your way. Until we reconvene for our next soul-stirring conversation, may you continue to blossom into the highest version of yourself, embrace the beauty of your journey, and always be guided by the whispers of your soul. Stay tuned for more soulful wisdom on Soul Wisdom Transitions. Until next time, take care, stay curious, and keep flowing with the rhythms of your soul. Thank you. Thank you for joining me on Soul Wisdom Transitions. I hope you found value in today's episode. If you enjoyed the content and would like to support my podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. Your feedback and suggestions are essential to my growth and improvement. If you have any questions or topics you'd like me to cover, you can reach me at terry at beginagainranch.com. Don't forget to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn to stay updated on future episodes and exclusive content. Remember, your soul wisdom is your power. Keep exploring, keep growing, and keep shining your light through life's transitions. Until next time, this is Terry, your soul wisdom guide, signing off for now, and may your journey be filled with boundless soul wisdom.